today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new marketing channel, have a message you want to share with the world, or just think it would be fun to have your own talk show, podcasting is an easy, inexpensive, and fun way to expand your reach online. Buzzsprout is the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in all the major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more within minutes of finishing your recording. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners, and the team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. Join over a hundred thousand podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Let's create something great together. Following the link in the show's notes, let's Buzzsprout know that I sent you and you get a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan and it helps support our show. So join Buzzsprout today and let's get your podcast launched. Hello, welcome back for another episode of the Writer Tribe Talk Show. I am your host, Elsa Kurt, and today we are going to talk about your elevator pitch. More specifically, we're going to talk about five tips to help you through your elevator pitch. So this is going to be fun. So the very first thing is we're going to talk about what an elevator pitch is or at least what it is in our case, in this specific situation. For us, you know, because I don't like to assume that everybody knows what that is. So maybe you do, maybe you don't. So if you don't, so if you do, just bear with me for a minute. And if you don't, here you go. So your elevator pitch in this case is you selling yourself and your book to a potential reader in a short time, like as in under two minutes. And now the first question people always ask is, well, how do I tell them every great thing about my book in such a short time? And the answer is you don't. And and I get it. This is a really common and relatable mistake of novice pitchers. We get so excited about our story and telling our story that we kind of go overboard and we fail to see the really like polite but impatient look in their eye or like the way they start edging away, we totally miss that. And it's, you know, it's not good. The flip side of that is maybe you have hooked them and they're listening intently as you carry them through the whole story. That's awesome, right? They're totally into it. It's so great. But then they don't buy the book. Why? Why didn't they buy the book after they seem so totally into the story? Well, the reason is, is you already told them the whole story. They don't need to buy the book. So don't do that. You don't want to do that. So now how do you master the just right fit for prospective readers? For one, there really is no one size fits all. Sorry to tell you that, but it's true. And I I can tell you, I have sat alongside fellow authors who give the same exact pitch to every single person who walks by, like word for word, inflection for inflection. And I even though it's totally mind numbing to sit next to as like a fellow author and hear somebody say the same pitch, I get it. It's what they're comfortable with. They've rehearsed it. It's their comfort zone. And listen, maybe that will be your comfort zone too. And that's okay. You have, this is what you have to do. You have to find your comfort zone, whatever helps you put yourself out there and put your book out there. So if that means having a set script that you use for every person, so be it it's fine. Uh, The truth is we all use something of a formula, even if our script changes from reader to reader. Personally, I like to get a feel for who my potential reader is before I pitch them. But, you know, technically that's partly because I have over 20 books. So usually if I know what they're interested in and what they're looking for, there's a decent chance that I can steer them in the direction of one book or another. So I have some tips for you 
to help you develop your pitch in an authentic way. All right. So number one is, it seems kind of obvious, but number one is know what to say. You need to think about your back cover matter, your blurb. Now, a great blurb is all about hooks. And so is a great elevator pitch. Yes, they can be one in the same or very similar, at least. I'm going to give you an example of a bad elevator pitch. You ready for it? There's these two girls. One is named Rayanne and she's nine. And the other girl is named Shane and she's 12. Shane is kind of like tall and she has light brown hair. Rayanne is skinny and blonde and she bites her nails and she's really quiet. Uh, they live in a small town called Rocky Hill and their story starts with and then... So you get you get the idea. You see how that is just like way too many details, way too much stuff and nonsense in there. Now, here's an example of, of a much better pitch. 12-year-old Shane woke up on a hot August morning with only hazy memories of a traumatic event. Everyone she loves is gone except for her distant, sullen father, who's as good as gone too. Left to her own devices, Shane must find a way to find what she's lost. Nine-year-old Rayanne moves in across the street, seemingly from out of nowhere. She has a secret she can't tell. She knows she's meant to help Shane, but how? Together, the two girls embark on an emotional journey filled with shocking revelations. Now, your pitch should leave the prospective reader wanting answers to the questions that you've left him with. What was the traumatic event? Where the heck did this Rayanne girl come from? What's her secret? What are the shocking revelations? And by the way, the above is from my book, Lost and Found Girls. And fun fact, I hate giving the pitch for this book. There's a massive twist early in the book that I can't tell because it's a spoiler. So I simply tell them exactly that. Nine out of 10 times, they actually walk away with the book. Next thing you want to do once you know what to say is to practice. You have to practice your pitch and time yourself. And you want to aim for about 30 to 60 seconds. And you want your tone to match your story's tone. And listen, don't be afraid to show your enthusiasm. It's really important if you've done, if you know what to say and you've practiced, how are you going to get these people to stop and listen to you? Well, you have to have a little bit of a hook. Before you can pitch your story to someone, you have to get them to notice you. Many authors, including myself, like to throw out an opener like, so what kind of books do you like to read? Um, and obviously you're going to say hello first. <laughs> and now listen, this is this is helpful in two ways. Number one, it's an icebreaker. And number two, you find out if your book is even a possible fit for them. If they read romance and you write horror, there's no fit. And when this is the case, I want you to do two things. One, you're going to casually mention your signed book makes a great gift for your horror-loving friends and family member. And number two, you're going to direct them over to your romance writing author friend. It is just good karma to do things like that, okay? Now, you are going to get some feedback. And yes, I hate doing this too, to be honest with you, but you should have a friend or your partner or a relative give your pitch a listen and see what they think and take their criticism or critique. Take their critique and work on it. And the last thing I want you to do when you are giving your pitch is to be confident. No one knows your story better than you. This is your baby. And it is totally okay to be proud and excited when you talk about it. Because believe it or not, your energy impacts your results. And just because they don't walk away with your book in hand, it doesn't mean it's a lost sale. I, I know a lot of like marketing experts will tell you if they don't leave with your product in hand, you've lost them. Um, that's not the case here because don't forget, we have a different lane other than, you know, paperback or hardcover books. We have ebooks. So if your book is not in ebook format, it really should be. You should be able to offer it in multiple forms. If audiobook is an option for you, 
Uh, it's very expensive to do that professionally. So, and sometimes, especially for an independent author or self-published author, the cost may outweigh return. So you really have to really do have to do some research on that, but offer your book in multiple formats and paperback and ebook are your two main, that's your bread and butter really. So if they don't walk away with your book in hand, there is a good chance that if you did leave an impression on them, they will want to find your book and download it. So you always have to make sure that you have them leave with something of yours, a, a pen, a business card, a bookmark, anything with your info, your book title, your website, or where it's simply where they can find your book. It's really important. That is something we call swag. And we're going to be talking about that in another episode. So that's the basics that you need to know for that. So quick recap, five tips for your elevator pitch. Know what to say. Practice have a hook, get feedback, and be confident. I think if you follow those steps, I think you're going to be pretty pleased with the results. And don't beat yourself up, or me for that matter, if the first few times don't go well. You have to try and try again and keep trying. You will find your tribe. You'll find your audience. And you have to, when it doesn't work, you have to just let it go and move on. This is a long game effort here. So if you go to a book signing event and you sell one book or you sell zero books, it's okay. I know it's painful. Uh, I know it's a little demoralizing, but it really is okay because you're building connections. You're creating a presence and you are making an impression. So there is no fail when you do a book signing event, even if people don't end up buying your book. And I know how that feels. I have been there. I have had events where I did not sell any books. It happens. It happens to all of us. Even, you know, even the ones that you think are a big deal, it's happened to them. So all you can do is keep trying. So as always, I would love to hear from you. Did I miss anything? Do you have some tips that you want to share to help your fellow authors? Remember, this is a writer's tribe. We are here to help each other grow and succeed and be confident and have a great experience. So if you have any tips or advice or any questions, feel free to reach out to me. I would love to hear from you. Hello, writer friends. I want to help you discover the secret to polished and professional writing. It is called Pro Writing Aid, and it is a game changer. Did you know that nine out of 10 writers make the same mistakes? Pro Writing Aid gives you clear, easy steps to improve your writing so you can share your ideas with confidence. It is a grammar check style editor, and writing mentor all in one package. And you can get a discount by using my discount code in the show's notes. I use it and I love it. Pro Writing Aid is the only platform that offers world-class grammar and style checking combined with more in-depth reports to help you strengthen your writing. Their unique combination of suggestions, articles, videos, and quizzes makes writing fun and interactive. The prices are reasonable because their users love them and recommend them just like I do. Okay, so I mentioned having some things to give to prospective readers before they leave you. So let's go into that a little bit more. There are certain things that you need for a book signing event. And I actually have 
a list of 20 things that I compiled for you to bring to not only your first book signing event, but all of your book signing events. We're going to go right down the list. Now let's start with number one. First thing you got to have with you is more books. I know that's an obvious one. Depending on the venue, you're going to want to bring anywhere between 20 and 50 is a pretty safe number for an average book signing. If you have advance orders, that's really, really helpful to set that up for buyers so you have some idea of what you absolutely need to have with you. You can do that on your website. You can do that on social media. Let people know that they can pre-order your book. And life is so much easier now with the uh, creation of apps like PayPal and Cash App and Venmo and all of those things. So you can easily accept different payment options. Okay. So make sure you have your books. Have at the very least 20, but between 20 and 50 is pretty safe. It or is always better. You always want to be prepared for possibilities. So maybe keep keep a box of them, a carton of them in your car too. Here's the next thing you need. And everybody always forgets this one. A pen. Bring a pen. You got to sign those books. You're an author, babe. You got to sign those books for people. Actually, you know what? Have a few. Have a few pens because you never know. I like to be overprepared. Uh, what else do you need? You need a tablecloth. Can you do without a tablecloth? Sure, you can. But if you want to look professional, if you want to look like the real deal, if you want a clean, polished, nice look, like make it look like you've done this before, even though you haven't, make it look nice. Get a nice tablecloth. If if you have one book or a particular series, maybe color coordinate things and it just looks nice. The next thing you're going to want is, now they may have this, but if they don't supply it, you'll need to find this out bring your own table and your own chair. Some venues have it, others don't. Outdoor ones almost never have them for you, so you'll be bringing your own. Just get yourself a nice, inexpensive folding table. Same thing for a chair. Make sure it's comfortable. Although you do want to be standing more than sitting. Just a little tip there. It's kind of nice to stand and greet people. Makes you look more approachable. And if you have an outdoor event, if you are doing an outdoor event, you might want to bring, actually you definitely, if it's allowed by the venue, you definitely want to bring like a pop-up style canopy. You usually get about a 10 by 10 space to work in. So make sure that both your table and your canopy, if you choose to bring one, which you should make sure they fit in that space and don't overlap. You want to be a good neighbor and not encroach on anyone else's space because nobody likes that. You are going to want a sturdy utility cart with wheels. It's got to have wheels to transport all your stuff, of course. Believe me, you do not want to be lugging boxes of books and set up and all of the things that you need to bring with you. You're going to want some type of e-commerce tool, like a square card reader or any other version of that that is out now. I'm sure there's plenty of options that you can do a little of your own research on and see which one is best for you. And, you know, of course, like I said before, consider offering PayPal and or Venmo options too. The more options they have to pay, the more likely they are to buy. You are going to want to have change, dollar bills, fives and tens. Uh, I actually, I usually price my books in even increments, uh, you know, like $10, $15. And I just build the tax into the price. It's just easier than literally counting back change. But you know, you do whatever makes sense for you because obviously you have to pay the uh, sales tax. Well, at least in our state, which is Connecticut, you have to you have to pay the sales and use tax. Again, those are important things. That's a little segue. Those are important things to look into. Each state has different requirements for how you do business. What else do you need? You're going to want 
to have either price labels or a sign and bags. And you want to display your book price. And so you want to have either price labels or a sign and bags to give them. Do you have to have bags? No, of course not. But having the price out there on display for people to see, if you are uncomfortable with discussing money and things like that, some people are, I am actually, I'm very uncomfortable with that. So it's right there for them to see. And they don't have to ask you how much is your book. If you want to use it as a conversation tool, then don't put the price out there. And it gives you an opportunity to talk to them a little bit more. But there are people who keep walking if there isn't a price on display because they feel stupid asking. So weigh your options on that one. But I recommend it. Oh, and also put a sign out there if you do accept credit cards. The next thing you're going to want to have are book stands, like those frame or plate holders. They actually work very well, but there's actual book holders that you can get to prop up your book. It's just visually more appealing to see a book standing up, see the face of the book. So you would have, you know, ideally, and this is if you are, if you have one book that you've written. So you would stand up one or two, one facing the one with the front facing out and one with the back facing out so that they can read the back cover matter. And then, of course, your short stack of books on the table for you to use to sign. A really nice touch to have that makes you stand out and look professional is to have some type of banner or signage. And you're going to need something eye-catching that announces who you are and what you're selling. So a nice banner of your book cover would be ideal, would be perfect. Um, You can do a lot of creating for that on Canva. You can design all of your graphics for that on Canva. And there's a lot of different things you can print directly from Canva. If it's something that you cannot, you can always take your files over to something like Vistaprint and print it up that way pretty inexpensively. They always have coupons and good things like that that you can use to save some money. You are also going to want business cards. You need a business card. Can you do without it? Sure you can, but why would you? Have a business card so that they always walk away with something of yours. Even if you don't want to do swag, which I will talk more about, uh, but if you don't want to do swag, if you don't want to do the expense of having, they have just giving things away, at the very least have business cards with all of that important information, the picture of your book. Obviously, if you have multiple books, you're going to be more about branding yourself as a, but if you have one book, that's pretty much what you're focusing on. So Wherever they can find you, that's what you want on that card, whether it's Amazon or your website or on social media, get all that information on there. It's really, really important and just helpful to have. Now back to that swag. Listen, I'm a huge fan of freebies, giveaways, goodies. Uh, I'm a big fan of having them to give away. I love getting them too, of course. You can do this relatively inexpensively. You don't have to break the bank to have all of the things. Do a little research, check out all the different options. I do use Vistaprint for a lot of stuff, but there's plenty of other ones that you can use too. Like I said, you can design on Canva as you might know I'm pretty obsessed with Canva. I never stop talking about Canva. Uh, I even talk about it in in one of my breaks. So yeah, freebies. Uh, think things like bookmarks, pens, magnets, really anything branded with your logo or your books or any identifying information that helps people find you after they've walked away from you. A nice little touch to have at your table when you're doing a book signing event is to have some candy or chocolates too. Again, you don't have to do these things. They're just nice touches and a lot of authors do it. Oh, and by the way, you're going to want a bowl. Make sure you have a bowl for those goodies. 
you will want to have. And now these are seem like silly things to mention, but they're the things that we forget. So I'm, I'm going to remind you, have some tape because you never know. Same thing for scissors. You never know. Uh, let's see. Would you believe that we are on number 17? Now, I wasn't counting them off for you, but I'm telling you now, we're on number 17. So another thing you're going to want to have, this is all about you now, uh, you're going to want to have a snack and a beverage or some snacks and some beverages. Most of the time, your hosts, your event hosts, they don't think of those things for you. So you're going to be left high and dry unless you have somebody bring you something and you're definitely going to want it at some point. Now, you don't want to spend your whole time eating behind your table when potential readers are walking by, but you're, you know, you don't want to perish either. Uh, oh, and uh, let's see, run number 18. Remember that thing we were just talking about before that, uh, you know, elevator pitch? Make sure you have that ready too, okay? Number 19. Isn't it funny how I start counting at the very end? Number 19, what you want to have is a smile and a great attitude. And I'm not being snarky. This is really a must. You must be approachable, be friendly, be engaging, and stand up for longer chats. Keep your phone checking to a minimum and make sure you make eye contact. This is really hard for us introverts. I talked about introverts. This is really hard for us, but you got to do it. Put on that persona, put on that author persona and people. Make sure you people because they will remember you. Leave an impression. Be memorable. Okay. Don't be crazy. Well, I don't know. I mean, if you're, that's your persona, I guess, you know, do, do whatever, whatever fits your, your genre. Um, I actually know somebody is a horror fiction writer and she dresses in character for her book signing events. And she's very, very interesting. She's very intriguing. I like her quite a bit. She's very cool. She is much braver than I am uh, to do what she does. And if you are extroverted like her, you should absolutely consider that because it's cool. People don't forget you. That's for sure. Another thing you want to do. Oh, wait a minute. This is our last thing. This is number 20. Have that catchphrase to reel them in. And uh, like I told you earlier, and talking about the when we were talking more about the elevator pitch, I mentioned that what I like to do is simply ask people what types of books they like to read. And it's just a nice icebreaker and helps you kind of get your foot in the door with them. So that is your basic list of 20-ish things that you need for a book signing event to really do it full on, all out. Like I said, can you show up to a book signing event with just yourself and your books and a chair and a table? Um, yeah, but you know, why would you? Leave an impression. You're taking time out of your life, out of your day to sell your books. So act like it. <laughs> I don't mean to be bossy, but seriously, act like it. Act like you want to be there. Act like you want to do this. Oh, you know what? I'm going to give you a number 21. I'm going to add a bonus item. Have fun. Have fun with this. It's really fun. It actually is. I've done many, 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 many of these. And one of the greatest things that have come out of it is that I have become part of a really terrific network or tribe, if you will, of authors, of fellow authors. And we are supportive of each other. We encourage each other. We definitely try to hype each other up and help each other out whenever possible. So I highly recommend doing that because at the very least, if you don't sell any books, but you have other authors around you, you will make some really great connections. And that's a nice bonus of all of this. So there you have it. All right, friends, I have a confession to make. I am a Canva addict. If you don't know what Canva is, well, then I am about to tell you it is my favorite design site. You can design anything 
in minutes. It's one design tool, thousands of custom templates, stock photos, graphics, and videos, and it's 100% happiness guaranteed. It's a very simple to use interface, and there are over 200,000 companies on board using Canva to design. And don't be intimidated by that because the average person like me can use Canva. You can create things like content planners, videos, create presentations, and you can magically resize designs. It's just endless what you can do. I have even designed book covers using Canva. So the possibilities are limitless with Canva. And it just so happens that I have a link in my show's notes that you can use to get a discount on your pro package. So join Canva today and create something incredible. And listen, don't worry if you did not have a pen and paper handy to take down all of those notes. You can find this information also on elsacurt.com. Thanks for listening, guys. Look forward to talking to you in the next episode. But for now, happy writing.